0: Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak. From Now Hear This Incorporated, check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to the show and telling your friends to do so as well you can find it on itunes google play music stitcher radio soundcloud and TuneIn radio joining me today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from west virginia my guest is a singer and concert pianist who was born in azerbaijan and has performed in countries from north america to asia to europe having even done a solo recital performance at Carnegie Hall in New York. She has earned a long list of honors and distinctions over the years, including an excellence prize from the president of the Russian Federation in back-to-back years. She released a single in late June, which we will play at the end of today's show. She is currently working as a professor of piano at West Virginia State University. You've been hearing her recording of the Rachmaninoff polka, it's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Victoria Fatu.
1: Hello, Bruce.
0: Victoria, it's nice to quote-unquote meet you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Before we start, I know you consider yourself a concert pianist first and a singer yes. second. So just tell the listeners about the recording that we were just playing of you performing on piano.
1: This is actually a very special recording for me because uh, I've done a lot of piano r- recordings, obviously, um, but uh, this was the one I made literally a couple of days before I moved to United States. so yeah. that is very yeah, it has a quite sentimental meaning for me. It's uh, been the last recording I made in Moscow before uh, I moved here. I think it was, oh my God, going about 11 years ago. Wow. yeah.
0: Any particular reason why you chose that piece? as the one that you wanted to record
1: and, and back then no that was no particular reason but um since then it became one of my favorite pieces to play is on course uh be, you know after recitals so it's such a fun and you know bright piece
0: and was that something that you recorded on your own or were you kind of in recording mode back in russia and were recording a lot of music and going to a studio and this as you mentioned just happened to be the last one
1: Uh, This was actually part of my concert. It was recorded during the concert, so Ah. it was not made in studio. It's like a live recording from, uh, I think it was, uh, um, you know, Concert Hall at Moscow Conservatory.
0: So were all of them always recorded, or was this one recorded special? Because my question is, if you say, no, we only recorded this one, then it'll be the question of, you know, were you nervous because you knew it was being recorded?
1: (laughs) No, uh, I guess to answer this question is I have never been nervous uh, playing piano or wow. performing in general ever since I was like eight years old and started performing. So wow. I'm not familiar with that feeling. Wow. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
0: perhaps a blessing and a curse, right? <laughs> I have
1: no idea. Sometimes I'm like jealous, you know, of people who like experience those butterflies before, you know, before coming on stage, but I, I love being confident about it.
0: That's interesting. Talk about that, because I I would think that there's probably people out there who feel the exact opposite and say, boy, I'm envious of her. I would love to not be nervous. Why would you be envious of people who do get butterflies?
1: Uh, I do get butterflies a lot, but it's... um I don't know. It's. Just, I think it adds a little bit of a special moment for mm. somebody going on stage. For me, it's so weird because going on stage for me it's the most natural and organic thing. Mm. Like I feel like I'm normal and I'm myself and I am relaxed and free when I'm on stage. So I get nervous in a, like everyday life more than
2: I would be nervous. <laughs>
1: that's that's true, you know. I get anxious a lot or I get nervous or you know freaking out about different things. But when I'm there. <laughs> When I'm there on stage, I I, literally, I feel nothing but being free and like natural with myself. It's so, it's weird, I know.
0: So I I want to make sure that this question comes across the right way. When you're going on stage and you're not nervous, I'm sensing that it's just because it's so natural to you that you're very confident in what your performance is going to be. So I don't want to say you don't care what the audience thinks. Oh
1: my gosh, no, no. Audience is actually... I feel like this is a part of me. It's some, you know. I feel whole when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. That's why probably I'm nervous when I'm not, because I mm. feel that something is something is missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel something is incomplete or missing or uncertain um, when I'm not on stage. When I'm on stage, somehow I felt I have this feeling of an absolute perfection. Not being my, not I'm talking about, not talking about myself. I'm talking about what's happening at the moment.
2: Are you, you
0: nervous know, right like, now talking to me?
1: No, because <laughs> I I am never nervous talking
2: to people as well. Very
0: good, very good. Yeah. Well, where I was going with that was you are confident going on stage because of all the reps, because of how long you've been doing this for. But yeah, I would say, you know, is there any nervousness of will the audience accept my music, my performance, but I would think that they know what they're coming there for, they know what to expect. So of course, they should accept it. So it should be very natural, it should be very comfortable. Maybe if anything, you just get nervous about the size. (laughs) Will will there be enough people here? Will I be disappointed that it's, you know, three quarters full instead of sold out?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's not only about that. I do believe very strongly that every single person is entitled to uh, their own opinions. And just as my myself I can go to somebody else's performance and you know deeply um resent it while a lot of people absolutely love it and the Mm. other way around I can be very captivated by something that people find you know outrageous or out of ordinary or something that is not acceptable I might find it interesting so it's I am very respectful for everyone's opinion at, at my performances so yeah I guess that would be (laughs) the answer to the question
0: nicely said nicely said well I had I had mentioned that you consider yourself a pianist first and a singer second but interestingly (laughs) enough you had a career as a jazz singer and in in music theater for that matter under Russian management how long did that last the, the career as a jazz singer and what made you go away from being a jazz singer
1: I don't think I ever went away from that. um, just the fact that I moved to United States, kind of you know um sh- you know rattled a little bit everything that's been happening in my life before. I did start singing quite late. I think the first time I appeared in um you know music theater and started singing on stage, I was already about like nineteen years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. I did sing my entire life, like mm-hmm. you know unofficially, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, started doing it on stage, and I just felt like this is something that suits my voice. The very best way, you know, the soul and jazz and constant improvisation, never singing the same song the same way twice, ah. you know, something something like that. Uh, yes. And then I moved here and, you know, different things started happening. And I never said I went away from that, but it's just like really uh, abandoning the management and whatever was happening in my life back in Russia. That probably would be the right way.
0: Well, perhaps and also to say that it's really more of the order that you would list them in that you are a pianist first and a singer second not that yeah. <laughs> I don't sing jazz anymore it's just I would rather yes. be known as a pianist first before people talk about me as a singer and when you do talk about me as me, as a singer it would be as a jazz singer am, am I am I doing this justice y-
1: Yes you are and also you know I I think to be very fair um I've been experimenting and discovering myself uh throughout the few years you know and uh, i just discovered that people most people and most of the audiences are very welcoming into the some sort of a blend of genres so uh, starting last year i began experimenting and you no know, performing classical music on stage as a pianist but then not necessarily with people expecting expecting that i would sing a song or two as an encore and people would be completely blown away mm. because they would not necessarily expect that. So for future, I am planning to um, design and craft the program for my recitals where I would literally blend classical music piano with my singing um, in the same recital. I don't, know how, I don't know how that would work with the audience, but I think that nowadays we get more and more open into blending of genres.
0: Well, and I love that you are not afraid to venture out into new territory because... We will not reveal your age, but as you said, you're not 19 years old. And I think I what not. happens is some people decide. Well, I decided years ago that I may insert genre here. I'm a pop singer. Yeah. I'm a country singer. I'm a jazz singer, and they feel that they're stuck there. They can't change. And so yes. I like that you're saying. You know what? I, you know, I'm experimenting with others, and I'm, and I'm trying out different sounds, different styles. I, I might do something different with my recitals. You know, I have a, a client myself that. She's a jazz singer, but she's Mm -hmm. in her late 60s and has only been singing for about 9 or 10 years. So you're you're never too old to change your style, to to go into a different genre. So thank you for – you you weren't doing it directly, but I I think you're giving encouragement to people to go ahead and venture out into new directions.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for for saying that as well. Because I personally think that for me – but What matters is the song, how much the song speaks to me and how much I can express through that particular song. So you can, uh, if you hear to some of my recordings and sings songs that I'm doing, I go from jazz to pop to rock. I think my, actually I can consider my first original song uh, to be like. Rock song mixed with a very weird piano solo in the middle. So
2: <laughs> I am literally
1: blending the genres within one song, and I guess that's how I can label myself at the moment: is just artist who experiments with different genres very freely without being afraid to be locked in. You know whatever the label is at the moment.
0: Well, and again, my my hats off to you for that. I, I should mention that you also perform in a violin piano duo called FA2 with your husband Christian.
1: Yeah, it was kinda of fun idea to put Fa two into FA and number two. So just you know trying to be creative here. But uh yes this is how this is basically was the first thing that happened to me in uh United States. I came here and uh, the very first day I met my husband, and I guess the week after we started working together, playing together, um, you know, and uh, that worked out pretty well. We got married <laughs> within six, six weeks or so. I don't wow. know. Just, I know. It was pretty fast.
0: <laughs> wow. Welcome and, to the United and, States. How about that?
1: Yeah, he's actually from Romania. So he he was here in school just as me, came in, coming here for, you know, doing my postgraduate school. So we met in school here. He's from Romania. I'm from Russia here in America. And it's yeah, it's quite a story, to be honest. But yeah, here we are. And we perform together a lot.
0: That's terrific. That's terrific. You yeah. are also listed as a blogger, which folks can read <laughs> when they go to your website. I will give that out Listeners in just a little bit her website address. But Victoria, from a business standpoint, have you found that you have been able to leverage the blog to get more opportunities for yourself?
1: You know, I actually uh, don't do the blog as much as I do like my Instagram blog because I do consider myself a very passionate Instagrammer. I have you know, page for myself, page for my daughter, page for the whole family, and um, yes, and for the duo. This, Yes, exactly. Yes, and you know what? Uh, this is quite fascinating and absolutely incredible. Uh, five years ago, I would never believe that doing you know Instagram blogging would bring so much to my life, uh, in so many aspects, because people discover me as an artist more now than they were seven or you know eight years ago when I just you know, started here in the United States and I got so many opportunities as a musician as well as a model, which I would have never considered myself into being, you know. So uh, yes, I could say this is a big part of my life and it gives me this extra boost of curiousness every day, extra boost of motivation and uh, believe it or not, extra boost of self-confidence because, you know, getting those offers and receiving all those fantastic comments from followers uh, bring so much to my life. You cannot actually measure that in words.
0: Okay, I have two follow-up questions here because the first one Uh is, listeners, hopefully you're aware that I myself write a blog every Monday, have done so for, gosh, I think three years now uh, (laughs) on nhte.net. So are you saying, Victoria, that the the written blog that you publish on your website, that that's more of perhaps, and I'm putting words in your mouth, so please correct me if I'm wrong, is that perhaps more of a creative outlet for you as, as I guess, opposed to yes. something that you're trying to leverage to get more business?
1: Uh, yes, especially my Instagram. You know why? Because if you look at the images that I'm creating,
0: well, no, i I'm talking about the one on your website, the one that you do oh, write on your website. Yes.
1: Yes, uh, I think so. I think you're very right. I'm just expressing some sort of uh, emotions that I have sometimes, ex- uh, just expressing feelings that I have at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't do it very oftenly, but I guess that's a good outlet for me. Okay, yes. well,
0: my follow-up question is, how How are you defining, when you use the word blog, but you talk about Instagram, how are you defining a blog that's put onto Instagram? Because as we all know, you can either post an image On Instagram or you can post a video that can only be up to 60 seconds long. So please educate me (laughs) as well as the (laughs) listeners on on what you're considering a blog or are you writing very long descriptions? I do.
1: And yes, I, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, uh, why I prefer Instagram blogging is I do post an image or the photo or, you know, video every day or, you know, few times a week. Then I post in caption exactly what I feel at the moment. And why do I, that photo probably represents that feeling or, you know, reflects that feeling. And, uh, I've been through a lot in a couple of years, not, you know, not not necessary to get into details, but it's been really hard couple of years for me and posting about it, posting images and my feelings about my recovery from that was one of the reasons I survived everything Mm. and I recovered from everything. So I do consider Instagram vlogging one of the reasons why I keep going every day, despite of, you know, not necessarily glorious and glamorous things that happen in real life to each one of us.
0: God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. So I I just want to continue this a little bit further because this is a a subject that I'm very, very interested in, very passionate about. I myself, and and please understand, this is not a criticism of you and listeners. This is not advice. This is just my own personal opinion. But when I see people whose captions, as I like to call them, descriptions, someone might say, of their photo is too long, I get turned off and I scroll on to the next picture. I take it that you have found that you're having success with it because you're probably able to gauge not only the number of likes, but more importantly, the number of comments that you get on these blogs. Am I right?
1: Yes. Um. I mean, I do follow some sort of rules if you can. You have to start with something engaging. If you start right away with bursting your feelings out people are like okay what's wrong with her what's happening <laughs> <You know? laughs> or like what's that what's what's why is she so excited like why is she so happy about so if you start with the with you know get to the point get to the point that's there this is what this post is about of course people are gonna keep reading especially if they do care about you at this moment because followers are not somebody who just clicked on a random photo they're the ones who keep coming. And, you know, coming and back and back to this page every day. So when they see that something great is happening or something absolutely terrible is happening, because, you know, I am, as if you didn't get that till now, I'm a very eccentric person. Like, I don't <laughs> hold, hold back any feelings or emotions. So if, if there, it's bad... I'm going to write it as it is. I'm going to be so dramatic about it that people will just (laughs) have Mm -hmm. to read about it in the same way if I'm very excited or, you know, whatnot. So I guess that that answers the question. I'm just trying to captivate an audience from the very first couple of sentences. And if they're not interested, well, I guess. They are not, but if they are, they are going to keep coming back and reading this.
0: Yeah, and hopefully the other posts that you put up are compelling enough that they keep coming back, and it's just that one particular day when they say, ah, this doesn't interest me, and and they move on.
1: Correct. Yes, that's correct.
0: Listeners, there are still more hats that Victoria wears, believe it or not, and we will get into more of those right after I tell you about Tascam, who has been providing quality audio products to the music and sound industries. For well over 30 years now if you sing or play an instrument or both you need to check out their extensive line of options ranging from microphones to headphones mixers audio interfaces i'm talking into the tm280 microphone right now i like the low end that it accentuates i'm wearing my tascam th02 headphones and i'm recording my conversation with victoria through the track factory although i'm using the tascam mini studio creator which can now get you recording from Skype or Google Hangouts. Look up all these items and more at Taskam.com. So, Victoria, you started to mention this. Another hat that you wear is that of not only a model, but the other side of the camera, too, a photographer.
1: Yes. Uh, this is another un- very unexpected thing for me. Um, you know, when you start having kids, you want to document pretty much every single stupid <laughs> thing they do, you know, just absolutely <laughs> unnecessary. Every single yawn, every single, you know, little thing they do that not necessarily is so special for anyone else, but they are priceless for you. Um, and so I started taking pictures and being the perfectionist that I am and having a husband who is really passionate about photography in general. And uh, I started borrowing his camera and just, you know, learning how to shoot with DSLR and just learning about what photography is and what captivates people. So I started posting that on Instagram and then my kids started winning all of those, you know, kids modeling you know, Instagram projects. Uh. So people started started featuring them and I discovered, well, I can actually do this, you know, and my kids are, you know, cute enough to,
2: to pull this <laughs> off. So,
1: <laughs> so yeah, we, I, I got myself a better camera. So started taking pictures on a daily basis and got very, very passionate about it. And then at some point I started a YouTube uh, vlog and YouTube videos and that grew like crazy very quick. And um, people started, you know, approaching me saying, would you please wear this for us, you know, do a photo shoot Mm. for us and post it on your social media. And uh, I was very skeptical at first, but then as you know, apparently there was a market for this. So I started, you know, modeling for different companies and, you know, to this day, I represent a lot of companies. And uh, this this has been nothing but fun, to be honest, because this is something I did not expect from myself or expect myself to be doing, you know.
0: So a couple of questions. Number one, I'm not asking you to reveal details. But again, (laughs) keeping in mind that I do this show largely for the listeners who are trying to learn from my guests each week, because these listeners are themselves up and coming performers. When you say that, Someone was asking you, could you model this for us on your social media? Clearly, mm-hmm. they were offering either to pay you with cash or some sort of trade. Yes.
2: Uh,
1: yes. Uh, if if you have not too much of a big following, like I started, they started approaching me when I had about fifty thousand followers, and they said, "Okay, we can send you, you know, this n amount of dresses, you know, so we can send you." five gowns and, you know, could you please wear them and you get to keep them and you just wear them for your concerts and things like that. And when you, yeah, when you reach a lot of followers, like over a hundred thousand people start offering you, um, compensation for your post, you know, because you are exposing their product to potentially big market of people. So, um, that's, I guess how it works. Some of them still just offer me a very, very nice clothing or things like that for me just to post. Um, And some of them do offer compensation. I'm not going to lie about it. Yes.
0: And when you're talking about numbers such as 50,000 or over 100,000, are you talking just on Instagram or are you talking about all social media platforms combined?
1: I'm checking just an Instagram. So okay. at okay. at as of moment, I have a uh, hundred and fifteen thousand followers uh, on Instagram, and my daughter has forty thousand. <laughs> so that that combine has quite a lot. And then on YouTube, I'm getting closer to seventy thousand followers. But that's a separate story. That sure. number now that number blew up literally within like the last eight months.
0: So okay. it's just... and and we can come back to the YouTube. I I did yes. still have one more question about the the photography. Uh-huh. It sounds to me as though you're saying the photography was all self-taught.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And I still consider myself a complete amateur. I know I take fantastic pictures and I do very beautiful edits. And but believe it or not, I'm I just got to be good at composition and light and you know posing and everything like that. But <laughs> I still like very embarrassed to say whatever I need to change, a very minor and very stupid setting that anybody would know how to change I still call for my husband like what is happening <laughs> why is ISO not changing like how do I change that like I have no <laughs> idea how to do those things so I am I do not think that I am a professional photographer I do take very good photos and I edit them beautifully all that stuff but I never actually got to learn the you know the machine the, the camera itself so it's kind of
0: funny people are not hiring you as a photographer.
1: They do, actually. They do. they do. Yes, yes. A lot of families who love my pictures, who I live in the area, or know that I'm gonna be around, they hire me to take you know family photos or their children's photos because they do know I'm gonna do probably the best job they're gonna get. But um, the funny fact is, yeah, I have to ask my husband to change the lens because I don't know how. So,
0: <laughs> your husband <laughs> is a professional photographer, or no?
1: He's he's also an amateur, but he actually took the time to read the books and you
0: know, know the <laughs> know the
1: gear. So he's a very good photographer as well. He actually started way before me.
0: He's a man after my own heart. I'm someone that always reads the owner's manual. All this task cam equipment, oh every box that I got from Task cam, I read the owner's manual cover to cover.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, he's the one who's gonna read the instructions for microwave, even if he knows perfectly how to use it.
2: It's just like <laughs> just to be safe, you know? <laughs>
0: Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, if you use a booking agency, be sure to let them know when you develop something new that they can book, different from what they know is your usual performance. For example, if you're a band that does cover songs and you end up developing an entire tribute show of one band's music, tell the booking agency, hey, you can also now book us as a so-and-so tribute band. Telling people who book you that you offer slash do something else will make you more marketable and give you a better chance of being busier thanks to more work you might get as a result. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus.
2: How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format... There is a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120 respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery.
0: Moving on to another role of yours, Victoria. I mentioned in the intro that you are also a professor of piano at West Virginia State University, and I know that on social media you even post videos of some amazing students that you have.
1: Yes, yes, it's all started. Uh, you know, first of all, you probably can guess I'm not your average professor. I'm very, very, very eccentric eccentric professor. And I remember you know, talking to some of the administrators saying, I know that I'm eccentric and I don't behave like I should and I don't dress like I should, but you know, I give my whole heart to this. And uh, I was very surprised how much welcoming and how well received was, you know, my teaching methods uh, at West Virginia State. And I love my students to death. I mean, I give my whole heart to every single class I teach. And I also teach, uh, you know, the music theory, the oral skills and things like that. And um, during the oral theory class, actually, something magical happened about a year ago. Um, one of the students, actually a couple of students were recording.
0: Is this the Justin Bieber story?
1: Oh, yeah, you got it. You're well, because
0: I, 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 I'm I'm, glad you're going there because I yeah. saw that on your YouTube channel. <laughs> Listeners, uh, what she's referring to, and I was going to bring this up, is there's you teaching in the class. This video, by the way, it's, it's a year and a half old on her YouTube channel. It has over 12 million views, and it has Victoria singing Love Yourself, by Justin Bieber. And I'm going to put you on yeah. the spot because when I watched that, I thought, okay, this is kind of neat, but I'm, I'm going to have to ask her the difficult question during the interview. Was that <laughs> truly spontaneous or was it set up in advance and then staged to look like it was spontaneous?
2: This
1: is a hundred percent spontaneous situation, wow. and wow. Uh, I'm gonna explain exactly what happened because people starting like attack me with this, and like Uh-oh. there is no way. Why was she recording? Why are people recording? So the situation is, as you can see, she was very closing up on the chord progression. So what I ask my students to do before the important tests is record the chord progression, so you know how they uh. look, and you can practice how they sound okay. because it's a oral, oral skills. You very you good. actually training your ear so you have to see the progression and hear how it sounds so she was recording this and then people started getting giving you know very cute attitude about you know we don't we don't want to do this i mean how why why are we even doing this so I started to say that if you are doing music and you are all, you know, music majors here, uh, you need to know this because everyone uses this. And they're like, "Well, Justin Bieber doesn't use it," and said, "Yes, he does." And then, and then, you know, they know that I'm a singer. And uh, this video was done actually four weeks after I gave birth to my baby, and I wow. was, I was not having a good time. I was, you know, still kind of in between two worlds. And they they were cheering me up and asking me to sing and. Next thing I know, um, you know, 12 million views on my channel, and then over 100 million views. You know, it was shared on uh, you know MTV channels and everywhere oh, around wow. the world. So little did I know that you know that that will bring me and my students this new bond. And after that, we started posting videos together, you know, singing a cappella things and just instrumental stuff as well because they are so so talented. I love them so much.
0: Well, and hopefully your students will all listen to this interview and they'll say, this is a really great show. I have to tell all my friends that they all have to listen <laughs> to now here's this entertainment. So let's do something here. And, and hopefully this will go viral because I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot for the second time. What impressed me about you doing that was that you knew all the words by heart.
1: Oh my so gosh. Love yes. But
0: Justin Bieber.
1: Well, here's the thing. I, I, <clears throat> I love just listening to radio when I go to work. So I am very aware of all the popular songs in the moment. I can pretty much pick up any song that's popular right now and sing it. Not because I'm listening to this on a daily basis or necessarily love it, but I have a very good memory and I'm memorizing the songs really quickly. So that would be probably the other thing. But, you know, I do not memorize the songs on purpose.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, give give us a little Love Yourself by Justin Bieber, just a little bit.
1: Are you serious? <laughs>
2: okay. All that time that you reigned my parade All that time you're coming, losing my name You think you broke my heart but for goodness sake You think I'm crying on my over well, I ain't And I didn't want to write a song Cause I didn't want anyone thinking I still care, I don't, but you still hit my phone up, oh, baby, i would be moving on, and I think you should be something I don't want to hold back, baby, you should know that my mama don't like you, and she likes everyone, and I never liked you, I admit I was wrong. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's awesome how about thank that you. listeners huh if you haven't seen the video now you're going to want to go see it the way it happens in her class thank you for doing that that's so cool that's sure, awesome i didn't mess,
1: did mess up the lyrics in the beginning though because i forgot them but anyway no worries
0: no <laughs> worries wow fantastic thank you victoria if if all these things that we've been talking about so far are not enough oh you you also happen to be a mother of three.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah
0: and uh, you actually uh, wrote a blog about that on on your website last month. I know yeah. you mentioned um, one of your daughters, but but three children, their, their ages as of today are?
1: Uh, th- yeah, we actually just celebrated their birthday a couple of days ago. I happen to be crazy enough to have three kids, different ages, who has the same birthday, believe it or not. Um, kids, be aware of Valentine's Day, okay? Because it's a very, <laughs> very, very dangerous holiday. So... I I do have uh, three children who are all born no- November 14, November 16, basically two days apart. Um, and uh, yesterday, two days ago, they turned seven, five, and two. Yes.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, I know you're limited in what you can say in this right now, not to mention that we never want to single out just one of our children, but um, <laughs> you have a daughter that is singing Frank Sinatra songs. This is this is the five year old. How how does that happen? How does a five year old start singing Frank Sinatra songs?
1: Oh my gosh, it is it is hysterical. She we uh, about a year ago. She just turned four. I remember, and we were watching this very popular cartoon movie, you know, called Sing, with all the singing animals, you know, this kind of stuff like that. And there is a mouse called Mike who sings Sinatra songs my way. And she fell in love with that song so much that she kept <laughs> singing it and she kept singing it all the time. So I picked up my cell phone like a, you no, know, very, very proper mother. So I just recorded that on a, uh, posted that on YouTube. And next thing I know, it's 200,000 views within a couple of days. And, uh, it's, blo- my phone is blowing up. My email is blowing up. She gets featured everywhere. And, mm. um, as you said, we're not allowed to reveal anything, but, um, at some point, a major, you know, networks TV show approached us. And next thing I knew, she went through all stages of casting and she made it to the show and then to another show. And uh, one thing I can tell you, next year, starting from March, you're going to see her on a couple of literally the biggest show in shows in the country. And uh, I am a little bit terrified of what's going to happen <laughs> next, but I am excited too because... Never, never ever did I think that I will be going to Hollywood, um, spending o- over 10 days in Hollywood and doing things I always dreamed about because of my four-year-old. Never, <laughs> ever in my life. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing.
0: Well, congratulations. I, I don't I don't want to say I'm sure you must be proud. I know that you're proud. That's, that's outstanding. Oh, I'm, I'm a
1: little bit too proud. I, I know. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy about her. Hey, She's... it's
0: another excuse to take more pictures. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, as I said, it was gave me another excuse to open a separate Instagram account just for her, you know?
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Listeners, I am speaking with concert pianist and singer Victoria Fatu. Visit her official website, VickyFatu.com, V-I-C-K-Y-F-A-T-U. Of course, as always, we will have a link to her website on the show page for this episode on nhte.net. There are links on Victoria's website for her Facebook page, her Twitter and Instagram accounts, and her YouTube channel. Her single, which we will be playing at the end of this episode, is available for purchase on iTunes. There is also a website for the piano-violin duo that we talked about, which is Victoria and her husband. That site is F. and then the number 2 duo.com fa2duo.com If you find value in listening to now hear this entertainment whether it's pure entertainment value or some education what with the Bruce's bonus and or the lessons and information that gets drawn out of the guests each week then please consider supporting the show with a contribution through our Patreon campaign There is a Patreon button at nhte.net or you can just go directly to patreon.com slash I will give that out one more time at the end of the show. Victoria, I will ask you the same question that I asked two weeks ago to Marty Dredd, who is a crazy busy singer-songwriter based in Hawaii but performing all over. With all the different hats that you wear, how do you prioritize the various projects that you've got your hands in? I'm, I'm guessing that your obligation to the university has to come first.
1: Yes, um my philosophy of life is just you live one day at a time because you cannot, you know, bug yourself and, you know, blame yourself for, for whatever you didn't manage to do yesterday. And then it's very, very funny and silly to plan tomorrow because tomorrow might never happen. I'm not being emo here or anything. It's just it's just it's just life, you know. Sure. So I'm making sure I'm making everything and more out of day that I am in right now. So Needless to say, I have to wake up very early, hence, you no know, three kids in school. Oh, my God, I hate this. But anyway, well, <laughs> you have to wake up really early to take them to school and, you know, to go to work. So, of course, while I'm at my work, I'm trying to make the most of my time in teaching and working with students. I'm trying to work on, uh, you know, my social media things at the same time. I'm trying to squeeze in very, very badly, but I'm trying um some practice as a pianist because I know I do have to play some shows. Then I have to you know, take care of the kids when I'm back from work. And then usually there are some rehearsals and performances involved after that. And uh, then I don't sleep much. I guess that's how it goes. <laughs> but um, as I say, I hate complaining. This is what I hate. And I also do not stand people who complain. I mean, of course, it's difficult. We all have our own way to live lives. And it's never easy. I mean, people who have it easy, well, good for them. But we... Most of the people we don't have it easy, so why complain about it? Just make the most out of it every day. As I said, tomorrow might never happen, and then then what? You know.
0: Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I sense that you're not like the traditional guests that I have on this show, who are always always really really pining away, doing everything they can, just working tremendously hard to try to get as many bookings as they can. You don't sound like the kind of person who is really building your whole career around seeing how many shows you can get booked to perform. Am am I right on that?
1: Uh, You are. And I would love to be booked every day and, you know, like constantly. But as I said, there are priorities in life. I cannot be selfish enough to only think about how many shows I can book. There are three children who depend on me. And one of them just happens to be uh, like, I'm not even exaggerating, a real superstar. So I, I have to I have to make sure that I give her and two of my kids that I have, because, you know, my older one plays violin and everything. So they have to get everything and all of my life they can get. And of course I cannot, you know, say no to myself as an artist. So it's just about the balance that you can find, But you cannot possibly spend your entire time in your entire life running and chasing for uh, gigs or bookings,
0: really. Now, you just mentioned that the older one, I'm assuming you mean the seven-year-old plays violin. Yes. yes. Was that thrust? Was that was that you and or your husband saying, well, we have to get the kids into music? I mean, you mentioned that the five-year-old, she was watching a show and just picked up the Frank Sinatra herself. Mm-hmm. But w- mm-hmm. would it have been the plan from the two of you that we have to get to the kids into music? or it's, Or was it a case of if they choose it, great. If not, we're not going to force it upon them.
1: Uh, well, we are, I mean, we do come from European countries and, uh, both me and Christian come from countries where music just has to be done. I mean, it's, um, we, we're going to introduce you to violin. We're going to introduce you to piano. And, uh, if it doesn't work out, doesn't work out. I do not want or strive my children to be musicians.
2: It's okay.
1: if, the, if they are truly desire that if they are truly good at that, of course, I'm going to do everything to help them out. But mm-hmm. Uh, you see, with uh, with a four year old, I didn't even bother. She was the one who suddenly belted sure. with this
0: sure. with
1: this huge voice coming out of nowhere, you know. But uh, I would have never thought of it. And uh, you know, if my little one who is two years old right now never gets into music, good. Let him be a doctor and have a no- <laughs> normal normal job. You know, something. I'm just kidding. But um, no, music is not something we enforce to all children, and we never will because. Um, I don't think it ever works that way. It doesn't really.
0: You were mentioning before about that YouTube really took off for you when the Justin Bieber video that we referred to, when when that really turned you on in terms of to the to the YouTube landscape. So the videos that you post on YouTube, being that you're a photographer, are you, even though you have to be in the videos, are you quote unquote filming them yourself or is it, In other words, are you kind of directing, producing, and starring in videos, or is it a case of, no, I just perform and I let someone else do it, and I don't worry about the actual production of videos?
1: No, that's exactly it. I produce and film, and everything is done by me, and uh, sometimes... For, by my husband as well wow. my very first original song and my original music video was done by amazing uh you know filming crew called filmanatics and they're the ones who shot uh sophie's video actually my, my daughter's video you can find it also it's called four-year-old singing frank sinatra or something like that but <laughs> they they're done their uh her first music video as well but Mostly it's just me and my husband behind the camera and uh, I'm producing and you know respond, responsible for everything else in the video.
0: Beautiful. Well, Victoria, we're in the home stretch here. This might sound corny, but for someone who is born in Azerbaijan and now is doing all the things that we've talked about during this interview and and heck you've got almost 65,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel, 115,000 Instagram followers. Is it safe to say that you are living the American dream?
1: Oh, my gosh. i I don't know. I mean, i'm living I'm living my own dream. let's just let's just nice. put it this way. Nice. and uh, i am I'm never satisfied, and i have I have different dreams every day. okay. I'm not very loyal to my own dreams. so <laughs> whenever whenever something happens, I take it with a big gratitude and I dream about bigger things or smaller things or necess- not necessarily things that different in size from what I have right now. It's just something else. I am getting easily bored with anything. So I am just trying to find something else to strive for and just go for that. One day at a time, you know.
0: (laughs) We're going to close today with the single that you released this summer, a song called Not Again. Before we let you go, Victoria, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please.
1: Uh, this is okay, uh this is the song which is very very unusual for my style in every way. Uh, even the all the covers I ever did were never in a rock style. you know it's just something I've never experienced with. but then um it came to the moment of big anger. I'm not an angry person, but as I said, I've been through a lot and I wanted to just you know spell a lot of anger and just bad feelings in something. And it just happened to be the first original that I ever written, Uh, and uh, together with Aaron Fisher, who is my very good friend, we produced and created this song, and um, it's indeed in a very, you know, rock kind of style, and it has a lot of feelings and anger, uh, very personal things in it, and then it wouldn't be me if suddenly out of nowhere there will be like this crazy piano solo in the middle, which
2: you probably (laughs)
1: will will not expect at all, but there it is. So I hope you enjoy it because it's really a big experiment for me and uh, a very first personal you know, outlet for me to create something like that.
0: When you say it's an experiment for you, do you mean this style of music or, yeah. or, the, yes. or creating original music? Will there, will there be more new music from you are you working towards eventually an, an EP or, or a full album or is it just this song for now?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. Actually, my my second original uh which I am absolutely in love with and it's even more personal and very close to actually my music style as well. It's called Fallen and it's coming out in a couple of weeks. So just stay tuned for that. It's going to be of course announced everywhere on all my social media, but I cannot wait for people to hear it because it is it is I think it's great.
0: Outstanding. Victoria, thank you ever so much. A, a real pleasure. God bless you and congratulations on all your success and all, all the best to To you and everything that you're doing and then maintaining your sanity along the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who said I'm maintaining my sanity? You know nothing.
1: (laughs) You know nothing. (laughs) Well, Bruce, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure talking to you.
0: Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. A huge thank you to my guest, singer and concert pianist, Victoria Fatou, Please visit her official website, which is vickifatou.com, and then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Instagram and Twitter, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Be sure to purchase her single from iTunes, and check out the website for her piano-violin duo f a the number two duo.com and keep up with victoria on social media for information about the release of the new song that you just heard or mentioned that will be coming out soon called fallen again if you are enjoying now hear this entertainment be it today's episode the last several you've listened to or maybe week in and week out if you're a regular listener, become a part of our Patreon campaign. There are different amounts you can contribute at. Just go to nhte.net and click on the Patreon button there, or go directly to patreon.com slash nhte. I sincerely appreciate your support that way. Thanks for listening. Do come back next week for our Milestone 200th episode. In the meantime, we will close you out with the single from Victoria Fatou that she just talked about. This one is called Not Again.